0: Hey everybody, it's Nico with today's Thought Load. And today is going to be another crypto market update. Previous one I did was about two months ago. And especially with the fact that the markets have been down recently, I think this is a great time to to let everyone know what I'm seeing, give you guys some helpful information, and continue to educate the world on why crypto is here the problems that it solves, the problems that we're seeing in the financial industry, and just what's happening. Because uh, there's a lot of small things that are happening. Some things don't get picked up by mainstream media, and others do. So hopefully I'll give you a good summary of what I've seen recently here. So first I'm going to give you some facts and then ask some questions after I give you some of these um these statistics here. So, I saw a uh, stat here recently that according to Deloitte, 85% of retailers will accept crypto payments by 2026. Now, I know that's a couple years down the road, but if that's the case, why is there so much negativity in speculation about crypto? Right? here's something else to think about 5 years ago everyone in crypto and anyone that knew what crypto was rejoiced when bitcoin hit $20,000 and all those new all-time highs were reached so why are people freaking out now when bitcoin's dropping to 22 or 23,000 okay just something to think about and then another statistic I saw recently was from a survey done by Bank of America where they surveyed a 1,000 people. Not a lot, but the statistic is still telling. They said that 90% of those people intended to buy crypto in 2022. Now, even if that's on the high end, I think we could safely assume that maybe close to 50 or 60% Of most people in the country would be interested in buying crypto at some point in the next two years. I think that's safe to say. Now, that's only talking about stuff that's primarily in the United States, right? Those retailers and people interested in buying Bitcoin. That's a Bank of America study, right? Most of that will have impact in the United States. But what I think people miss out on is the fact that cryptocurrency is global. And I wanted to talk about the continent of Africa for a second to give everyone I, an idea of, again, how early we are in this entire process and also how impactful the continent of Africa can be. So the, mo- the first thing here is that most of the continent of Africa is unbanked, but cell phones are nearly ubiquitous in African society. Both teenagers and young adults are carrying them around all over the place. And the World Bank and African Development Bank report that there are 650 million mobile users in Africa surpassing the number in the United States or even Europe. Now, here's the cool part, and this is where I want you to think about Bitcoin as a currency. You don't need a bank or a box, a a brick-and-mortar store or a location to own Bitcoin. You need a cell phone. And guess what? Africa has more cell phone users than the United States. So think about that. Let that sink in. Now, additionally, across Africa, only about 20% of families have formal bank accounts. Again, according to World Bank. But that percentage is even lower in Tanzania, where it's about 5%. In Liberia, it's about 15%. Now, there are some cool things that happened with regards to Africa and the countries within it recently. About 44 different nations attended a Bitcoin conference in El Salvador. Now, if you haven't been keeping up with El Salvador, in the past year, they've legalized Bitcoin. And because of that, they've been able to bank a large portion of their population when it was mostly unbanked before. Now they're banked through Bitcoin. Because of the country's volcanic activity, they're using the energy that's created by volcanoes to mine Bitcoin, and thus the government is able to create Bitcoin bonds to sell back to its population. Some of those similar ideas were probably pitched and talked about at that Bitcoin conference where those African nations just attended. That was a matter of weeks ago. And so, understanding those facts, what do you think the price of Bitcoin will be once Africa alone adopts the currency? Oh, and I think the Republic of Congo is looking to legalize Bitcoin on top of all that. And so, yes, I understand that that's a lot of things that have to change. It's an undeveloped continent for the most part, the exception of a couple of countries here and there. But everything's primed and ready to go. It's not like they need, everyone needs a desktop computer or they need dial-up. No, everyone already has the tools they need. They have smartphones, they have access to the internet. All they need is that education and that realization that the currencies that they're using aren't working and that there's something better out there. Now, a big part of the the landscape that I see today is that there's a lot of naysayers, a lot of big-time, respected investors, or even companies that continue to naysay when it comes to cryptocurrency and Bitcoin specifically. And I've talked about this before, but it's it's good to reiterate here Looking at guys like Warren Buffett and other big-time investors, those guys stand to lose money if Bitcoin succeeds because of where they are invested in currently. So please do not, if you follow guys like Warren Buffett, if you think what he says is gold and stuff like that, please do not simply take their word when it comes to Bitcoin Without understanding why they're saying what they're saying, and that goes true. That remains true for other people as well. I think one of the best examples to give you is about Jamie Dimon. I think he's the uh, what the CEO of J.P. Morgan. If you Google what he said about Bitcoin, and I think it was 2017, he said Bitcoin was a fraud. Okay. Fast forward to today. His company is now offering Bitcoin exposure to wealthy clients. So, I mean, I would expect that to happen across the board. But you still have people like Warren Buffett and other investors who are bashing Bitcoin, but they don't explain why. So make sure you understand that, that portion of, of what's out there and all those comments that you may hear. Now, I also took the time to to go back and listen to my crypto monologue. I would urge all of you to do the same. If you don't want to listen to the whole thing, I would recommend fast-forwarding to about the 27-minute mark and listening kind of from there on out or just for the next 10 minutes or so. I think that gives a lot of really good touch points for where we are today and where we where we're going with cryptocurrency. And I think it really it really helps people understand that Bitcoin was made to combat the financial issues that we had in 2008 and the issues that we have with our current currency, right? It's not a perfect currency. There are problems with it. I'm going to read you something. From Business Insider, and the crazy part about this is this this is from 2012, okay? Since the end of the gold standard in 1971, the U.S. dollar has lost over 80% of its purchasing power due to the uninhibited money creation of the Federal Reserve. Sound familiar? Fiat currency... A system by which a currency only retains its value by a government (laughs) leaves a central bank free to create money from thin air reducing the value of the currency that's already in circulation. Now, our fiat currency has reigned for 40 years plus as supreme, right? But every Fiat currency that has existed in history has eventually failed. A study of 775 fiat currencies indicates that the average life expectancy of a currency is 27 years. Now, from the other reading that I've done since this post was actually made in 2012, that's probably a little low. Maybe it's closer to 35 or 40 years. But you get the idea. Normally, a fiat currency is not something that's supposed to live for centuries. Now, the two longest surviving currencies are obviously the British pound and the U.S. dollar. But both of those have lost the majority of their original value. And the other thing that impacts this is that the United States is also deeply in debt, which encourages the government to inflate its currency in order to reduce the dollar value of the debt it already holds. So let that sink in and think about that. What did the Fed just do last year, the year before, printed trillions of dollars? You can go back to some of the recordings that myself and other Crypto proponents have talked about, and at that time we said, well, they just debased the currency. We're going to see inflation because of this. Fast forward to today, what do we got? Inflation. But our government's really good at pointing fingers at other people instead of accepting responsibility for things that they did. So again, please take your time to understand the landscape Please take your time to listen to my crypto monologue to understand some of the fundamentals of cryptocurrency. And please realize and help other people realize that Bitcoin specifically was designed to get us out of this cycle that we're in with the dollar, out of the inflationary cycle, out of the cycle where we depend on people to make financial decisions for millions of citizens. Instead of relying on people to make those decisions, I prefer to rely on math and code that anyone can see that's private, but also able to, you know, we're able to make changes if we need to based on the, the 51% consensus. And I talk about that in my monologue as well. Guys, this is, this is the future to me. There's no other way to, to split it. I personally don't know why it's taking so long to, to get adopted, why it's taking so long for people to realize that, that cryptocurrency is the future. But obviously, current markets are down because of war, political distress, and lots of other factors. But we have a way out right in front of us. Again, I would urge everyone to read the Bitcoin white paper. Understand its fundamentals. Understand why it was created. And see how you can invest. Maybe it's not in Bitcoin. Maybe it's in Ethereum. Maybe it's in another coin that you see promise in. But I urge you to do your research and make a decision that that. Fits best for you. I personally think that this cryptocurrency thing is not going away. Blockchain will be utilized in almost every industry you can imagine. And one day, Bitcoin will become a global, a global money, a global financial standard that we use. And that'll take us into, I don't know, something even better, hopefully. Guys, if you like this episode, please leave us a review. That's how we spread the word and get people involved in what we're doing. And uh, I think I said this before, but still appropriate here on this one. I want to leave you with a simple quote from, from Michael Saylor. And all he said is, Bitcoin forever. Guys, I'll see you again next week for another Thought Load. And as always, begin the duel, win the day.